What is going on everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, with me as always is Caleb. And Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, well, since I am back home and back from vacation and things are a little bit more normal, I found a lot more time to watch some shows. So I am still plugging away at The Simpsons a little bit here and there. But then totally original idea on my part, no influence by any outside sources whatsoever. I'm rewatching Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, man, what am I on? Uh, episode, yeah, I just started episode five. So of season wow. one, not very far, but man, such a good show. So. Yeah, we're also still watching it. Um, I think we just finished, or like almost finished, episode seven from season three. Oh, dang. Yeah, so we've done some work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but such a such a good show. Um, yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm being very serious about it because I've started a uh, document and I'm rating each episode as I go. <laughs> going in depth man oh man because <laughs> we're yeah. talking about some point probably when the next season comes out doing a little talk about the uh show as a whole and rating the seasons i know we probably mm -hmm. won't do episode uh specific but at least if i start it then i'll be prepared rock um yeah, other than Stranger Things, uh, I watched a few movies. Uh, I watched Rad again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but like, that's a movie. Like when my youngest will sometimes wake up at like ungodly hours and just instead of sleeping, like she'll just slap me or like scratch <laughs> me or pinch me. So and then eventually I just have enough and just go downstairs with her. And we just. I rock her in a chair and usually she falls asleep and I end up watching a movie. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, rad is just like a movie I can put on and just turn my brain off and, you know, at like three in the morning and, <laughs> and watch it. Yeah. That would be Mad Max for me, except for, I don't think I could watch that with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so I watched that. And then I watched days of confused. Oh, uh, it's been a little while since I watched that. So it was nice to go back and, you know, watch that one again. Oh, then I watched a handful of horror movies. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I watched um, Nightmare Weekend, which was pretty terrible. Um, I'm still not quite sure what was going on in that movie. Uh, I watched Hackle Lantern. Okay. <laughs> Which was one of those it's so bad that it's good. It was pretty funny. Okay. Did you know that going in? Um, yeah, I kinda had an idea. Okay. I've heard like different podcasts cover it and stuff. Um then I also watched uh Truth or Dare, which was terrible. Oh no. Just bad. It was shot on video. It was <laughs> shot on VHS. Um, it was one of those that tried to accomplish like way too much. It sounds like uh, so weird. a college video film project. It pretty much. It was bad. Yeah, there was... I don't know if I'd ever watch that one again. Probably not. Um, Man, other than those, I think I watched a, a few episodes of New Girl. And that's really about it. Fuck. Oh, and the NFL Combine. <laughs> oh yeah that always keeps you busy that started tonight so watch some of that you can only watch it on my phone because I don't have like satellite mm -hmm. and for some reason I can watch it on my phone if I use my data and oh. not my Wi-Fi. if I put my Wi-Fi on it won't let me watch it that's weird but if I use my data it'll let me watch it we have unlimited data anyway so rock yeah. Hey, and you left out the best news of all. <gasps> Coffee? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're 
putting in a Big B coffee, like literally a block from my house. <laughs> Dude, that's like, awesome. Two, two blocks from my house. <laughs> that's kind of crazy because the other one's not all that far from you. No, it's really not. It's like in the middle of town. I live on the west side of town. Yeah, that's and, interesting. Um, to explain it to you, so you know where the the gym is at on the corner. Mm-hmm. You know that little teeny tiny building that's like across the street from it. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. I yeah, thought I recognized it. That's where it's going. Um, if there's yeah. if there's anything, uh, man, like second importance behind movies and entertainment it's coffee for us so if you all don't understand the reference of us talking about coffee coffee and food (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was probably the best thing that's happened all week just got to be careful though when talking about food that you don't get the meat sweats (laughs) speaking of the meat sweats let's get into the movie of the week I'm engaged. Oh my God. He asked me last what? night. Oh, what is happening? So will you be my maid of honor? Of course I will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, just whatever. Throw the bachelorette party. Yeah. The shower and... Oh my God. <laughs> Let's go meet the rest of the bridal party. Oh Come on. You have to punch it a couple times. You remember my cousin Rita? They just bought a new house. It is gorgeous. I wouldn't know. I only see the kitchen and the laundry room and the ceiling in my bedroom. Sometimes the floor. This is Becca from work. This is your husband? Oh no, I don't know him. I'm single. I was so distraught when I was single. And I'm fine being by myself. Oh, Becca. This is Dougie's sister, Megan. You must be Annie's fella. I'm not, he's not, I'm not with him. I'm glad he's single, cause I'm gonna climb that like a tree. You have to meet Helen. You're so pretty. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Did you come from work? What are we doing for the bachelorette party? What about like a princess theme? Versace meets the gold rush. I'm thinking tanned gentlemen that swallow fire and wear sarongs. Female fight club. We grease up. Surprise! Beat the crap out of her. I don't hate it. Vegas it is. I had a dream last night that we went down. Oh, God. You were in it. What? Excuse me, ma'am. Please return to your seat. She's not great at flying. I have something that might help you relax. I'm ready to party. Oh, yeah. To Lillian's wedding with me. No. Oh, this is some classy. <laughs> Jeez, Megan. I'm sorry, I want to apologize. I'm not even confident of which end that came out of. So, the movie of the week, we're kicking off Women's History Month with the 2011 comedy Bridesmaids. as uh, directed by Paul Feig, who um, wrote and directed many of the episodes of The Office. You didn't know oh i did not realize that uh the plot for this one is a competition between the maid of honor and a bridesmaid over who is the best the bride's best friend threatens to upend the life of an out-of-work pastry chef that's a very weird way to describe this movie <laughs> yeah i feel like you could come up with a plot better on just being like <sighs> single girl struggles holding her life together as her best friend gets married and moves on or something yeah and like ruins everything with the with the wedding yeah oh the cast for this we got Kristen wig as annie Maya rudolph as lillian rose byrne as helen ellie kemper as becca uh wendy mcclendon covey as rita and melissa mccarthy as megan um this is a first time watch for you yeah yep so it was uh interesting i didn't really know what to expect you gave the comparison about saying that it was similar comedy to Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. 
I, I felt, and of course, this is heavily influenced by the subject matter of the movie, but I felt a closer similarity to The Hangover. Yeah, I could see that. But, um, but yeah, well, actually, there's some other comparisons I'll make with that later when we kind of break down the movie. But yeah, so it was good. It was a, a strong comedy, and especially for a... Um, a mostly female led cast comedy, not saying that I've watched a ton of those, but um, sometimes those are not the most popular and they're few and far between. So, yeah. And this, um, it's really like a collection of the best female comedic actors thrown together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's almost like, it's almost like they tried to do, what they did with Caddyshack where they took like a bunch of funny people and just threw them together in a movie. <laughs> but it's like this time it's like, let's make the cast all women. Cause really I can't think of any of like other comedic women, especially like right now who are popular that aren't in this except for maybe like Amy Schumer. Uh, well at the time uh, it, they were still kind of in that, phase uh amy polar and um tina fey yeah uh and actually i was going to draw a comparison to that where uh it's interesting because they it seems like these groups of uh female comedic comedic actors or actresses um are at two separate times but i felt like they were kind of trying to recreate some of the well i shouldn't say recreate but tap into the popularity of Tina Fey and uh, Amy when they Mm -hmm. were doing some movies together and things like that. So I don't think their movies were as nearly as successful as this one was. No. Um, I guess another movie that came around the same time that has mostly female cast. That's pretty funny too, is pitch perfect. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh yeah. I watched that with my wife one time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, shares an actress in that, which is, uh, Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. She has kind of a small role in this as Annie's roommate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I've said this, I think it was last week. I said, this is a movie that my wife and I have watched numerous times together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of her favorite movies. And so we, we've watched it quite a bit. So, like, from the opening, uh, it starts off kind of make, makes you uneasy right off the get-go, because you get, like, this weird sex scene between uh, Kristen Wiig and John Hamm <laughs> of Mad Men fame. Yeah, no kidding. But, <laughs> it's just, like, incredibly awkward, and you kind of get the the feeling of the characters right off the get-go, because it's obvious that he doesn't really care about her. Mm-hmm. And she wants to have more of like a relationship with him, but he's just there for like friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's like you slept over and she's like, oh, yeah, I did. And he's like, yeah, you know about the rule. <laughs> <laughs> but so we <laughs> then we get to see too that like some really awkward stuff happens to Annie a lot. And. All I could think about when I was watching some of the awkward scenes of her was you watching this. <laughs> because I know how you are with like the weird awkward humor. Yeah. How it I, makes you really uneasy, like the Scott's Tots episode of The Office oh, yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. I call it uh, cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Kristen Wiig is one of those actresses. It's like she's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a part in this later that we'll get to that I'll mention that was absolutely cringeworthy for me. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know probably one thing you you noticed watching this for the first time, there's quite a few people from the office in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, I've got um, a bit more of that, and when it when we do facts and trivia, so we can circle around back to that rock um there's a lot of there's a lot of cameos by funny people in this movie 
Um, you know, I mentioned how Rebel Wilson's got kind of a small role as a roommate. Uh, we also get a Terry Crews sighting. <laughs> I know that that kind of set me up because I was disappointed that that was his only part in the movie. I know Terry Crews is hilarious and everything he's in. Um, yeah, I used to watch the sitcom he was on. Everybody hates Chris. It was like <laughs> loosely based on Chris Rock's life, and he played nice. Chris Rock's dad. Uh, and how he was just like, oh, he was it's like a super saver. Because he didn't have very much money, so he was always like really stingy with everything. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and just that character that he played was was hilarious on that show, and you know you got things like white chicks and <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what he was awesome with that. I feel like white chicks was his pinnacle for like cameo. Yeah, and then like the cameo that he had in Click, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, when he's just like singing in the car, that's hilarious. Mm, uh, and then. Not to go too far down it, but I always remember, um, oh crap, I just blanked on it. The Old Spice commercials? <laughs> yeah, uh, there was another one, but moving along, Ter- Terry Crews is not the <laughs> main point of this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we get like a funny scene with Lillian and Annie, like, spying on a workout he's doing in a park and like trying to partake in it from a distance, even though they didn't pay to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And he just, like, loses his mind, and he's like, he's if you're not paying for my class, he's like, you need to get out of here, or whatever, and you're like, we're on a budget, and he's like, it's only $12! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and then, it was shortly after this where we beat Andy's roommates, um, and it's, you know, like I said, Rebel Wilson, and then it's supposed to be her brother, who's, like, this bald guy that I've never seen before, but... I kind of had my notes that they're both kind of relatively disgusting people. <laughs> yeah, super awkward, too. It really, really, really awkward, really make you feel uncomfortable and just they're both kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This, that guy just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, they they didn't. I felt like these were the most unusual characters from the movie yeah. just because they didn't add a whole lot. I mean, they they had their uh, specific reasons for including them uh but i don't know they they were kind of forgettable the one line that rebel wilson had that made me laugh is um annie's getting ready to go on a date and she's like oh it's like you have a date she's like that should be fun is she, is he over 42 <laughs> And she's like, um, I'm not over 40, I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they, there's a scene, too, where she gets, like, talks about how she got a free tattoo, and it's obviously infected and disgusting. Yeah, that was, uh, uh yeah. Nasty. Um, you know, throughout the movie, we get to see kind of how Annie's life is just, like... Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Like, she keeps talking about how she's hasn't hit rock, rock bottom or felt she hit rock bottom. Uh, she works at like this jewelry store and has to deal like with these terrible customers. And like the only reason she really works there is because her boss, um, like her mom is like her boss's AA sponsor. <laughs> yeah. So like, he feels like he owes it to her that he has to keep Annie employed. And she's terrible at her job. Like she looks like, like there's this couple looking at rigs and she's like trying to talk about him getting married. <laughs> Worst customer service ever. Yeah. Um it's shortly around this time too we get to meet um like her love interest that shows up and he's a cop with an Irish accent. it's it's it irish or canadian no it it was irish okay yeah um yeah i mean just kind of an average looking dude yeah i was um i was a little confused at first because i thought he was just like a side character Mm -hmm. because uh he was kind of on the you know he didn't leave the biggest impression in the first uh their first meeting 
So I didn't know if he was going to be important or not. But uh, I was kind of glad when it was revealed that he was going to be the love interest that they went with a guy like that. I mean, most of the time in these kind of comedies, they go for a guy who's more average Joe. But in some of those more romantic comedies, it always has to be like some, you know, hunk or model or ridiculousness. And yeah, let's get the super handsome guy like like Ryan Gosling or like Brad Pitt or something to play the Hasselhoff. <laughs> Hasselhoff. Tom Berenger. <laughs> He's a handsome man. He's 80s handsome. <laughs> don't worry we had women that were that were hot in the 80s <laughs> like family guy made that whole joke about it <laughs> kelly mcgillis is one of them oh man but yeah they get kind of more of like an average looking guy but i had in my notes that an irish accent goes a long way <laughs> uh, but we we kind of meet the rest of the women when um, Lillian gets engaged and has an engagement party. Uh, and we get to meet, you know, Rita, who's um, Lillian's cousin. Then we meet uh, Becca, who's like newlywed. Yeah, and co-worker? I think that's what her relation was to her. I, I was trying to figure that out because I didn't really pay attention too close to that. Um. And she's played by Ellie Kemper, who was Aaron on The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, and always just, she's very good at playing like a naive, kind of innocent, like good girl almost. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she does a great job in this. And, of course, Wendy McClendon Covey plays Rita, and she's always very good at playing like the kind of foul mouthed. Like loose moraled one. Oh yeah, the <laughs> angry over. Well, yeah, the angry and very uh, headstrong mother. Yeah. <sighs> of what you say, like three or four boys, something like that. <laughs> uh, and then we get to be probably the biggest standout character of the movie. We beat um, Melissa McCarthy's character. Um, and she plays Lillian's future sister-in-law, Megan. And <laughs> I have a really good like comparison for her in this movie, uh, because I kind of—it's funny that you said The Hangover is similar humor to this, because she really reminds me of Alan, which was Zach Galifianakis's character from The Hangover, mm-hmm. and even like their careers up to this these movies, because. Zach Galifianakis was around for a while and like did a fair amount of movies like Out Cold was one of them. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Long Snowboarding time movie. And like I thought he was hilarious in that and you never really heard anything from him after that. But it wasn't until The Hangover was such a huge deal that people were like, oh my gosh, this guy's hilarious. Um, You know, Melissa McCarthy was around for a while too and she did odds and ends of things most notably uh, her role on Gilmore Girls, which, you know, she played a comedic character in that as well, but nothing compared to what she was in this movie. And uh, just all the awkward lines, and like her delivery, and just, I don't know, like the physical humor she does. I think it caught a lot of people off guard and were like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize she's so funny. And yeah, no. Her, her career really blew up after this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, I was familiar with her because of Gilmore Girls, because my wife watches that show or watches yeah, that so show. Yeah, so mine. <laughs> so, um, I mean, she was always a good performer, but yeah, she never had anything to this level of comedy. So it was definitely shocking to also <laughs> um, the adult level of content that she pulled out of nowhere with this was really shocking too. I mean, I knew it from seeing previews and trailers and things like that. Um, but yeah, from her previous roles for the most part, at least from what I'm familiar with, and I know I don't know her stuff all that well, it was very surprising to see. 
Yeah. You want to hear something a surprising fact about Melissa McCarthy? <sighs> sure. Did you did you know that her cousin is Jenny McCarthy? No, I guess I never really would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that always kind of blows my mind. Um, this is <laughs> one of my one of my favorite scenes from the movie because it's when you meet Megan and she's like instantly just goes off saying, "Yeah, I got a whole bunch of pins in my leg, but you know I'm still standing." And Annie's like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" She's like, "I felt talks about a fall she had in a cruise ship." <laughs> <laughs> it's like busted her legs up really bad and she talks about how she almost died but a dolphin saved her <laughs> it's like she, she's like i i knew that like this dolphin said to me like that like i've got you like i'm gonna take care of you or something like that and she's like he didn't you know obviously he didn't say it like because dolphins can't talk but he said it to me like <laughs> telepathic or something <laughs> <laughs> and that goes off with um some research I did where many of Melissa McCarthy's lines were improvised. <laughs> uh, this was one of them, the whole thing about the cruise ship fall and the dolphin story. Um and while she's talking to Annie, like Hank from the office like sidles up next to her. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, this must be your guy, huh? And, like, it's nice to meet you. Like, how long have you and Annie been together? And she's like, Oh no, that we're not here together. She's like, Oh good. And then like he walks off and she's like, I'm happy you said that. He's like, because I'm going to take a run at this. Like I'm going to climb that like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was a great line. Yeah. That was totally improvised too. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Just uh, her in this role, like nobody else could have played that character the way she played it. Yeah. Uh, the speaking of the cringeworthy humor, um, this has a lot of it. This the engagement party because we get like dueling speeches mm-hmm. <laughs> between Rose Byrne's character of Helen and Annie, and they're just like basically trying to one up each other to look like a better friend. Yeah, definitely cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, then we get scenes of them singing, speaking different languages. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, and everybody's just like, "Okay." And it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, I see another scene that's what it really stands out is the dress fitting scene <laughs> <laughs> because they they go to this meal, they go to a, a Brazilian restaurant that Annie picks out, and you know they all just get to like chow down and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good." By the time they get the dress fitting, like everybody's got like the bubble guts <laughs> and the meat sweats. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, I thought it was the meat sweats, but from what they kind of explained, it was uh, much worse than that. So yeah, it ended up being food poisoning. Yeah, that they're, they're like this hoity-toity place <laughs> um, where you have to have like a reservation to get in, and it's super like fancy, like white carpet, white couch, all this kind of stuff. And everybody starts getting sick, and they all run to the bathroom, and it starts off with Rita, like, barfing it all over the toilet. <laughs> and then uh, Megan comes running in. She's like, I need the toilet. She's like, go away. So she goes and sits on the sink, and she's, like, crapping in the sink. <laughs> uh, oh. A couple lines from that that crack me up is when Rita's like, no, Megan, no. And she's like, look away. Look away. <laughs> And she's like, ah, oh, it's coming out of me like lava. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, gets kind of wrapped up with uh, Becca barfing and Rita's hair. Um, Annie trying to play off like she's not sick. Mm-hmm. But she's like, obviously, like, feel it horribly. Um, Helen's the only one that's not sick because she refused to eat any of the meat at the place. Yeah. It's a little sketchy. Uh, Lillian is wearing this super expensive, like, designer wedding dress, and she has to poop. And she, like, tries to go across the street to the bathroom and doesn't make it. She just, like, sits in the middle of the road and craps herself. Oh, gosh. She's like, it's happening. It's happening. It happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably one of the most rewatchable scenes in the movie. 
<laughs> it's, it's completely ridiculous. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like the first big thing that Annie, like, destroys <laughs> wedding. Uh, the next one's a bachelorette party, which never makes it because she gets super drunk on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, and I was still kind of confused because part of it, too, was uh, Helen giving her a pill. Yeah, to, like, calm down. She gave her, like, a Xanax or something. Yeah, which just made it worse, so. Yeah, it gave her a pill and then gave her a drink. Like, the scotch, and she drank the whole thing. Yeah, which everybody knows you shouldn't do that, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, yeah, we get some funny quotes from that and everything, but... um. So they don't end up making it to Vegas and make it to Wyoming and then they have to like go back. Uh, so but. the second thing she ruined. Um and then there's a, a wedding shower that's like that Helen like planned and it's just completely and utterly ridiculous. Like there's a valet and everything it, and someone that stops and gives you lemonade while you're driving up to the house and <laughs> uh, the the party favors were puppies. Yeah. And and Megan takes nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get Annie like freaking out. Just like losing her mind because she's like. Because she hates Helen and how Lillian has changed and become like this snobbish. Hoity toity. Hoity toity. Kind of like stick in the mud. And um. She, like, destroys this huge cookie, makes a huge scene, uh, storms off, which causes Annie to go, like, into depression. Loses um, her job. Yeah, loses her job. Ruins things with the the cop, mm. which that scene, like, always bothers me because, you know, they have, like, a, a night together, and she wakes up at his place, and, like, he's he knew that she used to have, like, this this bakery and you know he, he kept telling her like how talented she was about it and everything and um like before she wakes up he had all the stuff ready because he wanted to like bake with her and then she's like no i don't want to do that and like just like bails on him and i was like that part always like irritates me because the guy went through like so much like work to do something like super nice for her and she just like blows him off <laughs> Yeah, that is one of the parts of the movie that I feel like makes the least sense mm -hmm. because he doesn't even, I mean, yeah, he pushes it a little bit, but it, it, I mean, they keep the whole like good guy character where he's just like, okay, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. But then she doesn't let it go and just like completely blows up about it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, the, I believe they were going for the whole like concept of she doesn't know what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. And so she was scared from it and things like that, but it, it was still not executed as well as maybe it could have. Right. Oh yeah. So things are just kind of falling apart in her life. And then, you know, before the wedding, they can't find Lillian, so Helen comes to get Annie to like help her find her. Um, so then they try to get like the cop to help him. And finally, like he, <laughs> we get some ridiculous scenes of like she's like trying to get him to help him, he's just ignoring her. So she starts doing things like I'm gonna speed by you, I'm gonna drive by topless, I'm gonna like drink a beer while I'm driving by. <laughs> All this stuff to like, you know, to go to on and finally like decides to help and they like trace her Lillian's phone number and they're like, Yeah, she's she's at this address and like, Oh, that's her apartment. He's like, You didn't look at her apartment <laughs> <laughs> And Helen's like, Well I checked and like she wasn't there and like it, it's just funny that she ends up being there. Um basically Lillian doesn't want to go through the wedding because, you know, she got her, her dress is like crappy and then it's like all this other stuff's like piling up and Annie gets her to calm down they have the wedding uh and it's super over the top because Helen planned it um and you know they have 
like the ceremony and everything, and it ends with Wilson Phillips singing um, Hold On, which is Aunt, or Lillian's favorite song. Mm. <laughs> and we get kind of like a wrap-up where, you know, Annie and Helen kind of like respect each other now, and they're going to like try to be friends because they're both like Lillian's best friends. And Annie and the cop kind of make up there at the end. Right off into the sunset. Yeah. Um. So, did you notice the post-credit scene? Did you watch that? Oh yeah. With <laughs> with Megan and the air marshal. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, there's like a it's, it's like a home recorded tape, and it's like Megan's like this is me and Air Marshal John's first sexual experience, <laughs> <laughs> and she like brings up this huge sandwich and. <laughs> It's just incredibly like cringe and weird. It's just hilarious. Yeah, that was uh, not entirely expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, I guess things we can cover. Uh, is there any other things, like quotes and stuff, that like come to mind after watching this movie that you really enjoyed? Oh man, uh, we covered most of the ones that I was thinking of and that resonated with me from the movie. I'm sure that you probably have one or two or. Yeah, there's a couple I got. Um, So there's a scene where it's like after the engagement party where Helen and Annie are at a country club with Lillian and they're playing tennis. And they're like super competitive with each other. And uh they're doing like doubles with like a tennis coach and someone else. Um Did you did you notice that Helen's tennis coach was Steve Carell's wife? No, I who, did not. Who played his one girlfriend with the kids. It was the um real estate agent on the office. Oh yeah, 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 I remember. I, that. I can't, Carol, that was her name. <laughs> but um, that Annie's partner, I think, was just like some random woman named Carol, ironically. Uh, but there's a scene like where they're playing, and Annie's just like incredibly competitive, and Carol like misses a misses the ball, and she's like, she's like, Carol, get your shit together, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up. And then uh, Helen's stepkids are just like, I've seen better tennis playing in a tampon commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that part just cracks me up. Uh, another Megan line from the dress fitting is when they first walk in and she just like belches really loud and they're like, my God, Megan. And she's like, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm going to, I got to apologize because I'm not even sure which end that came out of. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. But, uh, you want to talk about the acting? Uh, yeah, everybody did a really good job. Uh, Man, it's kind of hard to think anybody with any shortcomings. Like I said, there were there were some roles that were maybe questionable and just kind of like how important they were. But I don't mm-hmm. think there were any issues as far as um, somebody's performance. Because even the uh, small ones, they did good. Because, uh, yeah, as we talked about the roommates, you were <laughs> supposed to not like them and they did a good job of doing that. Yeah. Another weird one, um, but she did a good performance, was Annie's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of played an interesting role because it was not a very big role, but she was there quite a bit. And yeah, uh, just kind of unique. And she kind of, uh, honestly, until now, it was almost one of those things where you kind of forget that she was in there because she didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. She was really just kind of there for more backstory for Annie. Yeah, place like to, a character herself. Yeah, a place to kind of fall back on when she hit rock bottom and got kicked out of her apartment. Yeah, and like the weird drawings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a running gag. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, steals the movie is Melissa McCarthy. Oh, um, for sure. As Megan, like, that's, I mean, it's just like the hangover. Everybody remembers Alan the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, very similar character, very similar, um, like, breakout. And it's right around the same time, wasn't it? Because didn't the hangover come out? 2011? I think it did. 2009. Was it really? Oh, a couple of years before. I totally knew that and did not Google it. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched that. I'm, I'm just happy they didn't make any sequels to this movie like they did The Hangover. Oh, yeah, for Those sure. Those were horrible. Um, yeah, I noticed, too, in this movie that, like, once the Bachelorette party... And the, um, yeah, once the bachelorette party kind of like blows up, uh, we don't really see the other bridesmaids too much. Yeah. They kind of that... get pushed aside. We, it's more focused on Helen, Lillian, Annie, and then Megan shows up. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad. I mean, like, that's what they went for. But the thing that was, that made it weird then and made it stand out more was that they were all air quotes best friends at the end of the movie yeah where i'm i I thought to myself at when it was over where uh honestly you know i feel like rita and becca um the other bridesmaids would have been still upset with annie because she ruined the whole vegas trip yeah especially um rita who kept talking about how she needed to like an escape from her kids (laughs) Yeah, there was there was no uh, oh, setting things right with the other ca- characters. Maybe that was there, and it was a scene that got cut or something. But yeah, it was just kind of odd because I feel like there would have been some resentment there, especially from Rita, but if not both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the soundtrack. Uh, there's some pretty good songs in this um a lot of like you know stuff from the time um you know i mentioned hold on by wilson phillips is in this Mm. (laughs) probably the most memorable song yeah the movie um nothing nothing too flashy i mean i think you just kind of summed it up well with you know uh music of the times and it's kind of a good thing when you can't point out something specifically from the soundtrack because then that means everything worked well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, you get some recognizable songs too. Like, you get one from Blondie, you get Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. <laughs> uh, also, we get to see a little bit of Tom Hanks in this. <laughs> <laughs> But their mom's like, oh, I'm happy that like you're here now because they just added Castaway to Netflix. <laughs> and they show Annie watching Castaway at one point, and then she cries about Wilson, which as is soon, funny. As soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, Hanks for nothing. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh yeah, Tom Hanks is technically in this movie. Uncredited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dialogue, I said a lot of it was improvised. Um, I can give some of the, the stuff here. I, I already talked about the the cruise ship and the dolphin story. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a scene when they're on the plane and Megan's talking to the air marshal and she follows him like to the bathroom. And when he walks out, she kind of like blocks his way back to his seat. And uh, she's like, oh, you like, you want to get back in that bathroom and, you know, like mess around or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I want to get back to my seat. And he like just to walk by. And she puts her leg up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, what's that there? Huh? Hmm. And then like he tries to push it out of the way. She's like, oh, what you got there? You got a souvenir? He's like, what do you do with that? And then she's like, you feel that, you feel that steam heat coming from my undercarriage? <laughs> <laughs> like that whole thing was improvised. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but that 
air marshal is actually her real husband. Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah, so that's a lot of their dialogue with each other was improvised. Oh, that's hilarious. That's that's great. He shows up in most of her movies. So it's it's always kind of funny. Um, so the part at the engagement party where they're giving the speeches, almost all of that was improvised. Um, Helen's speech, where she starts speaking Thai, <laughs> was what came off the top of Rose Byrne's head. Um, and it actually wasn't Thai at all. It was just a bunch of made-up words. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so when Megan shows up at Eddie's mom's house and like tries to get her to snap out of her depression, like that whole speech she had was improvised. You know, where she talks about having the highest clearance in the government. It's like, don't repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) And then she talks about in high school when kids would throw firecrackers at her head. Like, that was all improvised. That was something that she just came up with off the top of her head. Um, And then Annie's drunk scenes on a plane. Everything she says in those drunk scenes were made up by Kristen Wiig. Nice. Like, there there was no, like, plan out for that and when Paul Feig said he just kind of let her roll with it and just be he, drunk he did like so many takes of it because he was just at the, it got to the point where he was just really interested to see what Kristen Wiig would come up with <laughs> <laughs> which she did a pretty good job of playing someone drunk because that's I feel like that's a difficult thing to do yeah like sometimes people overdo it but like I mean hers was kind of out there but she also took like a muscle relaxer or something and then <laughs> drank something. Mm. Yeah, no, she did a good job with it. Yeah. All right. So the next thing I got is trivia and facts. Rock. So the cast spent about two weeks improvising with each other. Um, a lot of which was like incorporated in the movie, which I talked about. So Rebel Wilson and Matt Lucas, who played the roommates, are actually roommates in real life. Okay. Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy told the interviewer for GQ magazine that she based the look and characterization of Megan in part on Guy Fieri, (laughs) the male host of diners, drive-ins and dives. Uh, so Maya Rudolph who played Lillian was actually pregnant during this movie. Um, I didn't know that, but if you know that and go back and watch it, she wears a lot of like clothes that are kind of like poofy hmm. you know um and you know belts blower bust kind of thing um so in the second bedroom scene between annie and ted annie tells ted that she'll actually she's actually going to take a different guy to the wedding and his name is george glass uh, this is a reference to the Brady Bunch when Jan Brady had a fictional boyfriend named George Glass. Oh, nice. <laughs> which I sent you a picture the other day of the Funko Pop two pack that you can get, which is Jan Brady and George Glass. And it's just a figure of Jan Brady and an empty spot in the box for George <laughs> Glass, <laughs> which is brilliant. Uh, so Ted's house. Is actually the same house that they use for Kelly's in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, all right. Uh, the original script of the movie, The Bachelorette Party, actually made it to Vegas. Um, Paul Feig even had prepped the scenes. They're planning to shoot there. However, after the release of The Hangover, Feig felt that it, The Hangover did Vegas so well that anything that Bridesmaids would do would pale in comparison and decided to change the sequence. Um, When discussing funny alternatives to a wild girls weekend in Vegas, someone suggested, well, what if they never make it there? And that led to the addition of the scene on the airplane. (laughs) Rock. Which was probably a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, that turned out well. So (laughs) the girl, the young girl that Eddie... Uh, has the argument with at the jewelry store and ends up getting fired for. Um, she was credited as 13-year-old girl. Uh, she was portrayed by Mia Rose Frampton, and she is the daughter of rock star Peter Frampton. Okay. Yeah. So, Andy Buckley, who plays Helen's husband, 
Ellie Kemper, who plays Becca. Nancy Carell, who is Helen's tennis partner. Hugh Dane, which is Annie's mistaken fella. <laughs> uh, and Blake Garrett Rosenthal, as well as director Paul Feig, have all appeared on The Office. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And the last thing I got is this movie cost $32.5 million and it made $288.3 million. 32.5 and how much? 288.3. Holy crap. So, yeah, it made some money. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. So, grades? All right. IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think those are? Oh, the guessing game. Let's go with IMDb with 6.9. Dude, you're so close. A 6.8. Uh, dang it. Um, Rotten Tomato Critic. Uh, 72. The Critic is 90. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Audience... 88 76 oh, dang it well i was right that was lower but i was surprised the audience was so low yeah because i don't think i've ever really met anybody that doesn't like this movie i hated it no. I, hate you. <laughs> I hate your face <laughs> <laughs> so yeah how would you go first with your grade then okay rock um yeah so solid movie uh great comedy good cast uh nothing really standing out where it felt uh problematic or incomplete really the biggest thing i mentioned was just kind of how they tried to portray that downfall between annie and her love interest um but moved uh pretty well and you had the strong performance from McCarthy, which just honestly, without that, this movie would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is really good. I mean, I'm trying to think of other mostly female cast comedies that I've seen, and nothing's really coming to mind. I mean, there's a, there are those romantic comedies, but this is just this is more a straight up comedy. Yeah um than a romantic comedy so uh not really much i can compare there but um i enjoyed it and i'm it, it's kind of odd because i feel like i'm coming across as negative with it but it doesn't resonate with me as much as i feel like it did with you um uh i would definitely watch it again and i can see where you pulled you know saying the comedy of it's kind of like stepbrothers but for me when comparing uh and i don't necessarily want to say that's a fair comparison but when talking about stepbrothers and this movie like stepbrothers is um easily better in my opinion yeah i would agree with that yeah um, so I think I'm going to land cause see, I'm not giving a bad grade, but it's just not that not as high as maybe some of our other comedies, but I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I would say this movie is in the vein of like, you know, the little stepbrothers, um, knocked up. Mm-hmm. Would that be like, you know, similar comedy this this is raunchier than stepbrothers i'd say yeah um so it may be a little closer to to knocked up which is one i haven't seen in a while but i remember liking um yeah i don't know this is one of those movies that like i can watch it a bunch and i still laugh at it um i i can't remember last time we watched this my wife and i it was Maybe a year ago, maybe not that long, but I almost always like forget how funny Melissa McCarthy is in this. Mm. And it's just like, why did it take so long for people to realize she was so funny? 
And, you know, another one, too, that, like, really surprised you is Rose Byrne, because she did mostly, like, dramas Mm -hmm. before this. And, you know, I saw something with the making of this movie that the other castmates didn't realize how good she was at, like, improvising comedy. Because she had the dramatic background, and it kind of just blew everybody away. And, yeah, I feel like her comedy in this movie is kind of overshadowed because it's so subtle. You know, playing the the snooty, hoity-toity, um, fancy Helen. Yeah. Where, you know, you got Melissa McCarthy is just, like, crazy and off the wall. You get Kristen Wiig with, like, her goofiness. Um... And then Rose Byrne kind of gets overshadowed, but like if you watch the movie and pay attention to the, some of the stuff she does, she's she's generally funny. And you know, like I said, it was something that was kind of unexpected at the time. And she's gone on to do more like comedic movies, like Neighbors with Seth Rogen. Um, and yeah, I, this I think I believe this is the funniest uh, comedy with a mostly female cast like i can't think of any of that are better yeah Um, i can't either pitch perfect is another one that comes to mind and like you know while i think that's funny like i don't think it comes close to this um mean girls is another one that's really funny Mm. um i don't know bridesmaids it always just makes me laugh more but so it's no real surprise that i I gave it a five out of five like But you know, like you said, Step Brothers. I still think Step Brothers is funnier because that's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was yeah. between a four and a four point five. Um, I, I de- this definitely wasn't going to find its way to a five out of five for me, and it it's tough because I'm trying to take it from a you know perspective of you know just was the movie trying to accomplish, and then also just my own. Uh, a little bit of my own personal perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was between a four and a 4.5. I mean, like we, we already gave it a bunch of praise and everything. So um, by being on the lower end of that, being at the four doesn't mean that's by all means, anything uh, lacking or poor with it. Yeah. So I I totally realized while watching this movie and looking at her schedule for this month that two of the three movies that we're going to talk about have Melissa McCarthy in it. Yeah, I realized that too (laughs) when I was looking at the uh, graphic for this month. Yeah, I was just trying to throw, you know, we got like a a comedy, an action, and then an action comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, So next week we're going to be talking about Blue Steel which is a Jamie Lee Curtis action movie. Uh, the week after that, we'll be talking about The Heat, which is an um, action comedy with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. So it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting kind of like transition, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I never realized how much of a fan of Melissa McCarthy I am. I think I've seen a lot of her movies. You have a poster up on your wall, don't you? <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I will say that the poster for the heat is amazing. If you've never seen the poster for it, mm. and I will post that on Twitter so people can see it. The black and white one. Um, no. Well, I mean, red and they're in black and white, or uh, no. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll just wait until you post it. Uh, but it's like an '80s style one. Okay. Oh, I'll dude, wait I didn't realize put... that Paul Feig also made that one. Oh, how That's dare you? Apparently, he just makes really good female comedies. <laughs> and The Office. But yeah, so next week we'll be watching one that neither one of us have seen before. And that's Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis. So, until then, as always, be kind and rewind. Tell